Welcome everyone to this Sunday morning's class. We had a nice break last Sunday, a surprise break. Hope you all enjoyed it. So this is class 73 and we're on chapter 19 titled Illusions, Maya. So these last few chapters in this book are the most subtle portion of the book. If you understand it, it has answers to all your questions about life. Who or what is God? What this world is? Who you are? But in order to understand the answers, you have to put in your individual effort. You'll have to study these last few chapters in greater depth. So this chapter, Illusions, Maya, is the highest philosophy in any of the scriptures. These next few classes. You'll only find this in some of the Upanishads. Even then, you won't find it presented in the way it is here. Swamiji has done brilliant work to present this uh, topic. Everything we've studied until now is a preparation so that you can understand these next few chapters. All of the human intellect, Vedanta treaties, 70, 72 classes we've done of this book, all this so that you can understand or even get a vague idea of what's going to be said in the next few chapters. So what is this chapter saying? It's saying that the world you're experiencing is nothing but a projection of your mind. It does not exist beyond your mind. It's just an illusion. This is what he's saying. If you can comprehend even a small amount of what we're going to learn today in the next few classes, it has the ability, the power to change your whole life. This whole world is nothing but a projection of your mind. Your partner, your children, everything is a projection of your mind. It doesn't exist. This is what they're saying. So we're going to learn about this. We're going to try and figure it out. Next few classes. So be prepared for it. Think about it. 
So we'll start with paragraph one. When, whence, wherefore this world? What are you going to do the reading today? The questions that bewildered the human mind concern the origin and purpose of the world. The mind remains beset with many baffling queries. When did the world begin? Whence the world? Wherefore? These are innocuous inquiries. But the layperson does not know what he is asking. The question when, whence, wherefore the world posits two ideas as separate from one another. It places the idea of when, whence, wherefore on one side and the idea of the world on the other. But the ideas of when, whence and wherefore are an integral part of the world. They are not apart from the world. They emanate from time, space and causation respectively, which are inherent in the world, not beyond it. So the questions when, whence, wherefore of the world have no meaning. They pose a logical fallacy, a reasoning in a circle. Anyone understand that paragraph? Raise your hand. Anybody understand that paragraph? Okay, so I'm going to explain it. It's okay. The fact that you don't understand it is a good thing. If you did, I'd be very surprised. So it's saying, so what you got to remember now, we have now we're thinking outside the box, outside of normal thinking. We never think in this way, the way this is going to be presented. So it's not easy. So he's saying the questions that mystify human beings is the creation of the world. We ask innocently, when did the world begin? Whence, meaning where did the world begin? Wherefore this world, meaning why did the world begin? These are questions asked by everyone. The thought has arisen in everyone's mind. The scientists are trying to discover this very thing. No one has found the answer. Anybody has an answer to that? When did this world begin? Why did this world begin? Where did the, anybody has an answer? I'm asking if anybody has an answer. It's a question, very difficult to answer. So what is this world made up of? We've been studying this uh, book. What is the world made up of? What is this world made up of? What are the qualities of this world? Anyone? What is the qualities of this world? Time, space, causation. From studying previous chapters, we now understand world is made up of time, space, and causation. Take these away, there's no world. 
So when you ask these questions, when, where, why, we are separating these qualities from the world. And you can't do that because these are the qualities that make up the world. They're an integral part of the world. They're not separate from the world. We're going to explain more. Time-space causation does not exist outside this world. So the question itself is illogical. The person does not know what he or she is asking. I'm going to go into more detail. But any clarifications at this point? Do we all agree? The world is made of time, space, and causation. We've been studying this. Take away time, space, causation, there is no world. Time, time goes from the past to the future. Space is all pervading. Causation, cause and effect, as we've studied before. This is the three qualities that make up the world. Any clarifications? Anyone not understand that? It'll only get more difficult as you go along. Does everyone agree? Does everyone understand? All the people who've been coming to these classes, do you, all, do you all agree that the world is made of time, space, causation? Only then we can go forward. Nipa? Yeah? Okay. Paragraph two. When you ask, when did the world begin? You place the world on one side and time on the other. You do not seem to realize that time is an essential part of the world. Your question segregates time from the world. You pull time out of the world and place it apart. In effect, you place the world before the world. You then create the world before it is created. Your question is the same as asking, when did time begin? If you say time began at a particular time, you posit time before the beginning of time. You, you produce time even before it is created. The questions, when did time begin? When did the world begin? Therefore have no pertinence, no meaning. So it's saying, those who study maths, they should get this. When did this world begin? Question everybody wants to know. Everyone's investigating, scientists. But when means time. Vigil, when means time, correct? She's a maths teacher. But time is part of the world. It is one of the qualities of the world. So when we say when, we are placing time before it is born. We can't say when did time begin. We can't say when did time begin. How, how can you answer that question? So we're placing the world before it is created. So you can't ask that. You can't ask that question. Meaning, meaning the question has no, no logical sense. When is part of the world? How can you separate time from the world when it's integral part of it? 
The minute you ask this question, you're separating the quality of time from the world. Time is an integral part of the world. No time, no world. Swamiji gives an example. This will uh, allow you to understand what we're talking about here. He says, it's like a child looking at their parents' wedding album. Imagine your child looking at your parents' wedding album. Bella, Puja's looking at your wed wedding, wedding album. And she starts crying. And you say, Bella, what's wrong? Puja, what's wrong? Why didn't you take me to the wedding? How can you answer that question? You can't. It's a logical question. It's like reasoning in a circle. You can't separate time from the world. It's part of it. So the question itself has no meaning. Any clarifications? Everyone agree time is part of the world? Quality of the world. We take that quality out and ask, when did time begin? When did the world begin? You cannot, you can't do that because it is integral to part of the world. You separate it, it cannot be. Don't worry too much about it. It will come to you. Just see if you can just follow the logic because it's all logical. Any clarifications before we move on? Okay. Maybe can you read the next paragraph? In the same strain, you ask, whence this world? Where did the world begin? You again segregate space from the world. You do not realize space also is an essential part of the world. When you ask that question, you surround the beginning of space with space. For where cannot be conceived without the idea of space? Where denotes space? Hence your question produces space even before it is created. Your question, where does the world begin, is the same as where does space begin? This has no meaning. Similar thought, similar idea. We ask, where did the world begin? Where means space? Space is also another essential quality of the world. Time-space causation. We cannot separate space from the world. No space, no world. It's like asking, where did space begin? How can you answer that? Where did space begin? It's an illogical question. We're creating space before it is born. Question itself does not make sense. Any clarifications? In the end, you'll have questions. So same thing for causation. Same reasoning for causation. Maybe. The same reasoning holds good for causation as well. The idea of why, wherefore itself refers to causation. 
and the world is but a chain of causation. Your question, wherefore this causation, places causation before it is created. You cannot ask that either. Again, your question, wherefore the world, is the same as wherefore causation. It is meaningless. Same logic calls for wherefore, or why did the world get created? This represents causation, cause and effect. The world is made up of cause and effect. Chicken lays an egg, egg creates a chicken, seed creates tree, tree creates seed. Law of causation, cause and effect. The causation, cause of the world is also part of the quality of the world, part of the world. If you, say, if you separate causation from the world, you put causation before it is created. No causation, no world. Hence, this question has no meaning either. So time-space causation makes the world. You cannot separate those qualities from the world. You can't ask those questions. And there's a reason why, which we'll, you'll get once we finish this topic today. Anybody know why the reason? Manita? Just sort of digging here, I'm not sure properly, but I think that, um, I think that uh, if your Atman is, there's no sort of cycle for that, like there's no time frame, then the world has no time frame. So like your Atma doesn't die, so the world doesn't die, so you're in that loop until you're free from it. I don't know. Yeah, you have a point, but not relevant to what we're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Anybody else? Okay. So we conclude now. Why? Time, time, space, and causation do not have a beginning or an end. Time stretches limitlessly both backward and forward. It can go back endlessly, project forward endlessly. So does space extend on all sides without boundaries. It is all pervading. Also, causation seems to have come from eternity and going into eternity. And time, space and causation constitute the world. Hence, there is no beginning or end to the world. The question of whence, when, whence, wherefore, this world does not arise. This question has no answer. It is beyond the scope of the intellect, beyond human comprehension. Those who try to answer this question emphatically are confused, confounded. They go round in circles, get nowhere. They're saying time goes back and forward continuously. We don't know when the beginning of time is. We don't know when it's going to end. We don't know when it started. We don't want to know when it's going to end. No one can quantify it. No one can answer when did time begin. Space has no limits. It is everywhere. We don't know where it starts, where it finishes. You look at the universe. We don't know where it starts. They haven't discovered even yet where it starts and where it ends. 
causation seems to have come from infinity. We don't know where the first egg came from. Does anyone know where the first egg came from? Where the first seed came from? And in the future, it's going into infinity. We don't know when it's going to stop causation. Chicken produces egg, egg produces chicken. When will that ever stop? We don't know. And it is time, space, and causation which is what makes up the world. So we can conclude that there is no beginning or end to the world. No beginning, no end to the world. So the original question of where, when, how, has no answer, is beyond our understanding, beyond the human intellect. We go around in circles if we try to understand it. So it's pointless. Forget the last three paragraphs. No need to understand it. So he's saying, basically, what he's trying to say is, there is no logical answer to explain the phenomenon of the world. There is no answer. You can't explain it. Anyone who says they can explain, they don't know what they're talking about. Any clarifications? Beyond our comprehension, beyond our intellect. Any clarifications? Okay. Don't worry too much if you don't get it. You really need to study these concepts to understand them. You will not get the depth from one session. But if you understand this next paragraph, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you understand it or not. Next paragraph, if you understand or get an inkling of it, get it. The, I'll be honest with you, yeah? This topic we're covering. I studied this book a couple of times, like you, on a Sunday morning in St. John's Wood with my teacher, Bashka, for five years. Then I joined the ashram. I studied in an ashram environment with Swamiji. We took this topic up live with him explaining to us. Then we did our self-study. Then we did exams, which I passed, by the way. Then I've come home and now preparing for this class. I read this topic 50 times. I must have spent 20 hours thinking about it. And now I'm explaining it to you. So in one hour, how can you get it? <laughs> you see what I mean? So don't worry about it. And I'm still getting more and more depth today. Just to give you an idea. That's how deep these, this topic, these topics are. But don't worry. Next, next paragraph. The last paragraph we're going to take today, by the way. The world that you experience now in the waking state appears beginless, endless. It is very much like your dream. The dream world also has no boundaries. The dreamer views his world exactly as the waker. You view your world. 
The dreamer's intellect also cannot understand the origin of the dream world that he experiences. Neither can it conceive the end of the dream world. But the dreamer does not realize the limitation of his intellect. All the confusion and agitation that the dreamer goes through can be overcome only when he wakes up, when the dreamer becomes the waker. Then there is no longer the questioner and the questions, the waker and the question. The waker instantly understands the nature of the entire phenomenon of the world, of the dream, and the absurdity of the erstwhile queries and worries of the dreamer. The confusion and agitation that the waker experiences is much like that of the dreamer. You, as the waker now, question the origin, the meaning and the purpose of the waking world. When, whence, wherefore this world? You are bewildered by the mystery of this world. This perennial problem can be completely solved only by spiritual awakening on realizing your supreme self. The waking world is then seen just as another illusion, like the dream. All your ignorance and the consequent mental agitation vanish. You reach the enlightened state of knowledge and bliss. That's it. That's all you have to do to understand the world. Realize the self. So let me explain what this paragraph says. Saying we as the waker, right now you're all awake, I hope. You're experiencing a world that seems to have no beginning and end. We've explained that in the previous paragraphs. Time, space, causation has no beginning, no end. So you're experiencing this world that has no beginning, no end. And we ask these questions. Origin of the world, where, when, why? He's saying it's the same as the dreamer trying to work out how the dream world started. When did this world start? Why, where? He does all these experiments. Imagine the guy in the dream today, you go to bed tonight in the dream. You ask these questions, this world, dream world that you're in, whatever you are in that dream world. Where did this world start from? When did this world start? Why did this world start? Where? In the dream. You do all these experiments to find out. You read all these philosophy books. Where? In the dream. Are you going to be able to find out how the dream started? Can you find out how the dream started while you're in the dream, no matter what philosophy books you read? Do you, do you all understand what I'm trying to say? Kevin, do you understand what I'm saying? Tonight, when you go in the dream world, different state than you are right now in the waking world. In the dream world, you'll be someone else. You have this question, where did this world begin? Where, why did this world begin? You have these questions. You go to a philosopher in the dream. You read philosophy books. 
in the dream, can you work out how the world dream all started? Why, when, where? Can any of you tell me that you can work out how the dream started? The smartest person, the best scientist in the dream, you ask them, where did this world begin? Even he cannot answer your question. He cannot. It is a dream. There's no beginning, there's no end. But the problem is that he does not know it is a dream. Because it's real for the dreamer. In the dream, it is real for that person. Nothing he does or she does will give him the answer of when, where and why of the dream world. You all follow until here. Can you, do you all follow up to here? Vijaba, you follow? You're in the dream tonight. You want to know this world, I mean, where did it start? Why did it start? How did it start? Can you find the answer while you're in the dream? There's only one thing that will answer that question. What is that? In the dream, what can you do to find out the answer? You, you wake up, you get that spiritual enlightenment. No, it's only no spiritual enlightenment. The alarm bell goes off, 4.30 in the morning, because you've got your morning study to do. And you wake up and you thought, oh, all those questions I was asking. Now I know the answer. Why? Because you've woken up from the dream. Silly questions I was asking. It's breaking my brain trying to find out. Now I know. It was all a dream. All you can do is wake up. Only the waker understands the nature of the dream. The dreamer cannot. Only the waker can understand. So similarly, what we're experiencing now in the waking world, these anxiety questions that we ask about the world, can only be solved by knowledge of the self. When you realize the self, we then understand the waking world is just like a dream, an illusion. All of our ignorance and agitations disappear. We cannot answer these questions because we're also in another state like a dream. You all look confused and that's fine. I'm gonna go into a bit more detail. Is everyone with me until the point when I say you wake up? Yeah? Show of hands. Everyone with me until I say you wake up and you understand what the dream means. Yeah? So no? You understand, Anita? Thank you. Right, you wake up, you understand it was a dream. All the questions, doesn't matter now. So, this is more difficult for you to understand because you're awake in the waking state. Just like the dreamer in the dream state can't understand, 
You're awake now in a waking state, and I'm trying to explain to you. You will not understand, <laughs> which is fine. So we have covered this previous chapter. Three states of consciousness. Waking, which is what we're in now. Dream and deep sleep. Three states of consciousness. Right now, you're the waker, experiencing this waking world. Listening to me talk in the Zoom class. Tonight, you'll go to sleep. You'll be in the dream world. Thereafter, you'll be in a deep sleep state, meaning dreamless sleep, experiencing nothing. We've covered this before. So we're constantly going through these three states throughout our life from the time we are born. You all agree? We're all going for these three states of consciousness. When we're in this waking state, we swear this is the real state. This is my partner. These are my children, my house, my car. Tonight, when you go to the dream state, when you, when you, exp when you experience, what you experience is real to the dreamer. You'll say in the dream, this is my partner. These are my children. This is my house. This is my car. And it will all feel real to the person in the dream. You okay with that comparison? Great. The dreamer feels exactly what you feel right now in the waking state. Experiences the same thing. In the dream, while you're dreaming, everything is solid, real to the dreamer, he or she experiences. Someone chasing in the alleyway in the waking state right now, you're scared, sweating. In the dream, same thing happens. You'll experience the same feelings. Scared, sweating. You've all experienced it. We spend nearly as much time sleeping as we are awake. Some maybe spend more time sleeping than they are awake. We spend a third of our life in the sleeping state. The only difference is in a dream state, you only have the mind available to you. In the waking state, you have the intellect and the physical body. So therefore, this feels more real. This state feels more real because you have the intellect and the physical body. Otherwise, there's no difference. Time, space, causation feels more real to you. Otherwise, there's no difference between the dream state and the waking state. No difference whatsoever. So the problem is we can't remember anything when we wake up. We can't remember our dreams. This is the problem. If you could remember your complete dream like you remember what happened yesterday, you'd understand everything but you don't, that's the problem. Different states of consciousness. So Swami Ramadita gives an example of a dream. When you wake up, he says, when you wake up, your dreams disappear 
just like you put a solid salt doll into water. As soon as you immerse the doll in the water, it starts dissolving. Similarly, as soon as you wake up, the dream starts dissolving in the same way. You can't remember anything. Once the salt water goes in the water, doll goes in the water, it dissolves with the salty water. You cannot see the doll anymore. Similarly, your dream dissolves as soon as you wake up in the same way. Any clarifications? You're still all awake. Okay, another example. Go to sleep tonight, all of you. If I can come in your dream tonight, and ask you who you are. You, the dreamer. I come into your dream, it's not possible. You say, my name is Vijay. My name is Ravi. Come into your dream, I ask you, who are you? My name is Vijay. Okay, tell me about yourself, Vijay, in the dream. You say I'm 40 years old, but I know the dream has only started 10 minutes ago. Hmm? I've come to your dream. I know you've only started dreaming 10 minutes ago. Yeah. I ask you, who, who are you? My name is Vijay Bhai. How old are you? I'm 40 years old. If 10 minutes before you awake, I ask you, are you really 40 years old? Say, of course I am. Look at your partner. He says, yes, we just celebrated his birthday last month, 40th birthday. You are his wife? Yes. Really? Yeah, look at our wedding album. We have two children, one boy, one girl. They're both in university. It's all in the dream, by the way, yeah? One goes to Cambridge, one goes to Oxford. Here's a picture of them. I say, I'm still not convinced you're 40 years old. Say, so take me to your university. Show me your records there. On the wall is a picture of you. You are the captain of the cricket team. There's your name on the wall. Vijay Bhai, captain of the cricket team. There you go. Look, I went to this university. Take me to your secondary school where you studied. Met your teacher who is now old. And she recognizes you, asks you, how are you? Grown up to be a nice, handsome man, teacher says to you. I say, I don't believe you, still don't believe you. You're 40 years old. You take me to the registry office, get a copy of your birth certificate, and you say, look now, believe me, I'm 40 years old. So you give me proof for your whole life of 40 years. The dream has only been going for 10 minutes. Do you all follow? Dream's been going for 10 minutes. In the dream world, you give me the whole 40 years of your life. Right now, you're all awake now. I ask you all, 
Vijay tell me about yourself. You'll say everything the same. You're, however, 55. Give me benefit of the doubt. You're 55. These are my children. They're in university. This is my partner, Arunavin. This is my business. This is the university I went to. Here's my degree. Here's my marriage certificate. Here's my birth certificate. This is my bank balance. This is my house. Now I've asked you to give me all the proof of everything right now. You swear by everything in your life right now. Just as the dreamer believes his world is solid and real, you as the waker now feel everything is solid and real. But to someone who has reached the fourth state of consciousness, a person who knows the truths of life, a self-realized person, all this will be no different than the dream is to you, the waker. It's impossible for us to understand that this world is an illusion because we are part of it. We are in the illusion, just as the dreamer is in the dream. You can't pull him out. You can only wake up. Similarly, you will not understand you're in an illusion because you're in it. Only ways to wake up from this state. We're all part of this illusion. This class is going on within, our, within the illusion and we're all part of it. But after this class, after this chapter or the next few chapters, if we raise a doubt in our mind, can these great saints, what they say, what if it is true? Just for a second, what if it is true? What if this world is unreal? What if it's an illusion? If you entertain the idea for a moment, could there be something beyond this world? Then you open a door to the fourth state. But it's difficult because we're so caught up in our life in this illusionary world. See if the dreamer has an inkling question mark what if this is unreal this dream world only when he wakes up similarly right now if you have a question mark what if this world is an illusion what if all these great saints in the Upanishad say it's an illusion of the mind what if that is true just have that doubt you open up the gateway to the fourth state because you're doubting this whole world, this whole waking state. But it's very difficult, as we said. Beyond the deep sleep state, beyond the dream state, beyond the waking state lies your true being, the fourth state. The scriptures state you are not the waker that you think you are right now. You are not the dreamer or the deep sleeper. 
These are all conditioned states. So who are you? You are the unconditioned self. Atman, Brahman, the God principle. That's who you really are. It's like right now, tonight, it's like you are Pepsi in, tonight in the dream state. You'll be Fanta in the deep sleep. You'll be Coca-Cola now in the waking state. These are all conditioned state of pure water. So life's mission is to find out who we are. And it's only from this, the waking state, can we get to that fourth state. All the scriptures, all spiritual knowledge, that is, this is the real message it is trying to put forward. This whole world is an illusion, and we're caught up in this illusion. But through spiritual knowledge, we can get out of it. Nikisha, you had a question. Um, so I can remember a lot of my dreams and uh, I can wake up and remember a lot of the details, but I analyze the, the detail to see why I thought the way that I did in the dream. And I know and I feel that it's part of my subconscious because of the events that have happened in my life. So maybe the story that you gave might come up in a few days time in my dream. <laughs> yeah. So then with that, with the fourth state, are we also just here to kind of play our, our, ourselves and our roles to um, exhaust our desires to then reach ultimatum? Like, is, yes. that, is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. The desires is what keeps you attracted to the world. Stops you from thinking of all this because you're attracted to the world. The desires is a magnet to the world. Your five senses attracts you to the world. When you're attracted to the world, you're preoccupied with the world. You don't have time for the, to understand this. That's why they say reduce your desires. So then you create a void so you can, so you can concentrate on this. That's why a person with many desires, you cannot put these concepts forward to them. They will think, you know, they wouldn't have a clue. All of you have relatively less desires. That's why you're able to be in these classes. Otherwise you cannot. So all the scriptures, all spiritual knowledge, this is the real message he's trying to put forward. The whole world is an illusion. We're caught up in this illusion. Only through spiritual knowledge, we can get out of it. So difficult because we're all caught up in it. So how does this spiritual knowledge help you get out of it? Any idea? How does the spiritual knowledge help you get out of it? It's fascinating. Yeah, by studying, by studying, okay, Meditate, meditation, and yeah, okay. See this one. Any more ideas? Thing. Let me ask you another question. You're in the dream, yeah. When you're dreaming, suddenly you wake up. Something happens. You wake up. Imagine a lion is chasing you in the dream. Yeah, 
Lion is chasing you in the dream. You're hot, you're sweating, you're running, you're running. Lion's going to get me, Lion's going to get me. Suddenly you wake up because you can't take it anymore. The dream lion enabled you to wake up. You're with me. It's happened. Someone's chasing you in the alleyway. Well, the dream, the lion is chasing you and you have no where to run. And suddenly you just wake up hot and sweaty and thinking, oh man, lucky I woke up. God knows what was going to happen to me then. Similarly, the spiritual knowledge works in the same way as the dream lion. The knowledge gives you that knowledge of the reality of the self, which is what we're learning now. And it acts like the dream lion. It suddenly wakes you up from this state. Same way. Any questions? So how is this illusion created? Anyone? This this book will tell this next topic will tell us how this illusion is created, how we're in this illusion in great detail. I'll just give you a taste of it. How is this illusion created? Any idea? This illusion we're in, how is it created? We create it, by the way, Shashi. Through our attachments. Through our attachments, yeah. Through our attachments. That's one, 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 one part of it. This whole illusion, how is it created? We say this world is unreal. It's an illusion. Then how did it get created in our minds, Benita? It's created through the desires that we have that are propelling us to carry on in the illusion. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking for a bigger picture. The absolute sense. How is this illusion created? You're both right, by the way, Shashi Benita. I'm looking for the whole picture. How is this really created? Okay, let me give you an idea. Anita, uh, sorry, I don't have any. I think because our vasanas haven't yet been exhausted. Yeah, vasanas, true. Vasanas is what creates this life for you in this illusion. But we're saying this world is unreal. It's an illusion. We created it. Why did we create it? Joshnabin, did you have something to say? I was going to say it's because we've created it through our body, mind, and intellect. We're through our body, mind, intellect. Yes. Something that we're feeling and, and through our five senses. Yeah, absolutely. So, how is this illusion created? Okay, I'll give you an example. Don't worry if you don't get it because we're going to explain it more in the next, next class. A boy, your, a boy go, your son, daughter goes in the garden. It's dark. They see something. Something in the grass. The sun comes running in. He's scared. He's crying. Dad, Dad, Mum, Mum, I saw a snake in the garden. Dad says, What did it look like? It's six foot long, four inches thick, brown in color. 
You can't console the child, he's crying. What if he bites me? You smile and you say, it's a rope. I left the rope in the garden. No matter what you say to the boy, it will not make a difference. No, dad, it's a snake, it's a snake. There's only one thing you can do to pacify that boy, which is what? Yeah, Deepavan. Knowledge, giving him knowledge. How? How to give him knowledge? You have to take him to the garden and prove. Thank you. You take him in the garden, show him. Look, son, it's just the rope. It's not a snake. So what happened there? What happened to the boy? Why did he see a snake? Why did the boy see a snake? Have hmm. Um, what he believed based on his knowledge, what he had. So that's what he saw, the illusion. Of the rope. The non-apprehension of the rope, meaning not seeing the rope, created a misapprehension of the snake. He went in the garden. Ignorance of the rope. He didn't know it was a rope. So the non-apprehension of the rope created a misapprehension, meaning he could see anything he wants. He saw a snake because it's the same qualities. Similarly, do you understand the example, first of all? He couldn't see the snake. He couldn't see the rope because he had no knowledge of the rope. And that non-apprehension of the rope created a misapprehension of the snake. He saw a snake instead. Similarly, the non-apprehension of the reality, Brahman, God, has created the misapprehension of this world that you're seeing. Quality of Brahman is projected on the world. Just as the quality of the rope is projected on the snake. See the world because you don't see Brahman. The boy saw the snake because he couldn't see the rope. He had no knowledge of the rope. Dad had to give him the knowledge of the rope. Then he saw this rope. Similarly, you see the world because you have no knowledge of Brahman, no knowledge of God. That's why you see the world. You create this world due to the lack of knowledge of Brahman. Just as the boy created a snake due to lack of knowledge of the rope. So what do you need to get out of this illusion that you see now? Yeah, people in. Knowledge. Of knowledge of Knowledge of what? What knowledge of what? Huh? Knowledge of Brahman. Knowledge of the reality, which is what we're doing here in class. When you get knowledge of the reality, 
you then understand this world is an illusion. It's not a snake, it's a rope. To even think for a moment, can this world really be an illusion? If you can even have that doubt in your mind, you turn your world upside down. Everything you believe, every your whole foundation of your whole life is turned upside down. If you just doubt that. Have that question mark. Can this world be an illusion? The whole world is upside down. Everything you believe is upside down. Everything you value, everything goes out the window. Your ego, your whatever PhD degree you have, everything goes out the window. Has no meaning. The bank balance, everything goes out the window. But this person said this to me in work. I'm so upset. Where? In the illusion. What are you talking about? My husband didn't bring in me fowls. Where? In the illusion. Nonsense. It's my birthday today. Where? In the illusion. Celebrate. All nonsense. Now, please don't go to your partner after this class. Hey, you know what I learned today? This world is not real. You're not real. It's just a figment of my mind. I'll give you one slap. Say, stop these classes. It's making you go crazy. You can't say this to anyone because it won't make sense, any sense to them. So please don't bother and don't try. All of you, all of you here with your partners, Kevil, Vichal, Sunil, Anita, Bela, Rajesh, Arunaben, you're all okay. But the rest of you, be careful. See, if in the first class, you all came to the first class and I said to you, we're going to talk about the world being an illusion. No one will attend the class. <laughs> this was this guy teaching, man. This guy's mad. He's been in some ashram for three years and he's going to explain to us that the world is an illusion. Forget it. You have to build up to this point for you to get some idea. Any clarifications? We've just gone past our time. Any questions? I don't know. I just wanted to say, I think Dharmesh wanted to say something earlier. He raised his hand. Dharmesh, you said you had a question? Just the answer, I was going to say Maya. I was going to say uh, Brahman and ourself. We are asking a question. What is it? Any other clarifications? So, please think about this topic. I'll get Jay to see if he can make a, put it on WhatsApp sooner than later so you can have a 
another lesson if you if you want to before the next class. Maybe it'll make things clearer the next class. And if there's any question, we can take them up before class next week. If anybody has any questions, read whoever has the book. Please read it a few times. Think about it. Some of you may be asking, how do I know this is an illusion? Next week, we discuss and explain exactly the kind of illusion we're all in. I'm going to go down to the nitty gritty. Why is this an illusion? How is it an illusion? What kind of illusion are we in? To go down to the rock bottom of everything. If you can understand it, it makes everything clear. Okay. Frazzled your brains, all of you today. So I'll leave it to you <laughs> to do whatever you need to do to unfrazzle it. Thank you for joining us.